everybody, and welcome back to Barnacles with Jeff and Devin. Today we have two great episodes, Sandy's Rocket and Squeaky Boots. How you doing, Devin? I am, I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good, and we have a special guest, my wife, Sarah. Say hey, Sarah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> pretty special. Also, pretty special. Um, i just like to point out that I am the first woman on Barnacles with Jeff and Devin, so I'm making wow. history right now. Making history. Making it. Oh, <laughs> also, first first Asian American as well. Way to go! Yeah, we just we're just killing it right now. Yes. You're the Kamala Harris of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might edit that out. Should you though? Should you? Okay, so Sandy's rocket. Uh, this is a very funny episode. So. We open up with SpongeBob running to Sandy's house, just wanting to hang out. And she is a woman of science. And so a giant rocket ship just burst out of her backyard, as (laughs) I guess happens when you visit a scientist. (laughs) Yeah. And this is like our first glimpse at the fact that she is a scientist, right? Because, like, all that we know about her up to this point is that she's a squirrel from Texas. She likes to say y'all, and she lives underwater. For she some likes, reason. She likes to say y'all even when she's talking to one person. And yep. She's clearly smart. I mean, she designed that, you know, um, air bubble under the sea. Indeed. But uh, we haven't seen her do any science until now. Yep. So Sandy says she is going to the moon. And SpongeBob gets very excited and wants to go along, even though this is not a joyride. And... You know, we all know what happened with his mishap with the whirly bird. What in the world happened with the whirly bird? <laughs> He's apparently a mass murderer because we cut to a cemetery. There were so many graves. <laughs> was he responsible for all of those? <laughs> I, see, I don't know. That's, that's the part that, that bothers me, is I don't know how much of that was SpongeBob directly causing the deaths of whatever these were. I don't know if they were like lab rats, if they're other sea creatures. I, I don't know. Very concerned. He says that uh, he won't make any mistakes like that again and that he uh, can fit in the beakers, he can fit in the drawer, he can be thrown into the brig, but <laughs> throw me in the brig, I don't mind. He's very amenable. <laughs> but uh, she says, now see this, this is science. It holds up just some random formulas, <laughs> some square roots. Does, does anybody know what formula that was? Cause I tried looking it up like shortly before we recorded. I didn't get too deep into the research, but I, I don't know. SC, you know anything? Did, no, is that anything that you teach in your, your classes? I don't, I, um, wasn't it, didn't it say like F equals something? It said. It was definitely a function, like F yeah, of X. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, the square root, and I don't. I don't think it was any one formula. With the rocket ship, so she's from Texas, and there are a lot of space centers in Texas. Like there's oh. a NASA in Texas, and then a space center in Houston. So it might be alluding to that also. Ah, that's, that's a good catch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and apparently, she's already been to the moon. She Did has. y'all catch that? Yeah. She's been to the moon, Sandy, that you've already been to the moon. Well, as we see later, she can get up there very easily. She <laughs> so goes, easy. She and a jetpack. Yeah, yeah, she has a jetpack on, and she just flies. <laughs> she just, all that, like, just, all that change in pressure does not bother her at all. From the water to the land, to the atmosphere, just no. To, to outside the atmosphere, nothing. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, she is, she is definitely like, in, it makes sense how she's so incredibly strong now. Because if she's strong enough to like do all that, I, I don't have any questions of her strength anymore. Yeah, and it makes sense why she's always in a spacesuit. Mm. You know, she's Ooh. always, always ready. Always ready to go. <laughs> At any moment. <laughs> well, y'all, I got to go up to the moon real quick. <laughs> I'll be back in two minutes. There's nothing up there. She takes up the entire moon. But 
That's a small moon. <laughs> this little squirrel took up the entire moon, but uh, yeah. so surely if it's that easy, she can take SpongeBob. And so he says, surely. "Go moon, moon ride, moon ride." Moon, moon, moon ride. But then we get our first glimpse of how this is going to be a problem because she has guns for harvesting rocks and he's ready to go alien hunting. <laughs> now, she says she's been to the moons and there are no aliens, but he says he makes a few good points. How do you explain Atlantis, Calyx, 99 cent stores, and what about those circles that pop up uh, mysteriously in the night? Oh, there's one there. <laughs> I, I didn't know that 99 cent stores were alien. I have some calyx, but I don't ever remember <laughs> being touched by an alien. So. Look, look, I want to make sure I understand. The, the, the term cowling, that's like when your hair sticks up in the back. Yeah, yeah, I got one right here. And it's like, it, it gets the name because it's like if a cow licked your head, your hair would stick up. Is that? Sure, I think so. That sounds about right. That makes sense why it would be called that. I just I thought this for a while. I don't I don't know if I I do I have cowlicks? <laughs> if like sometimes I might have like a random curl that's like sticking out if I hadn't like, you know, done if 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 I just like wash my hair and don't do anything with it, it'll go in like random places. So I gotta I gotta do something to it before it dries. Well let me so, ask you this. Have you ever been abducted by aliens? I'm not at liberty to discuss that. Okay. Okay, that's, that's classified. Um, yeah. Okay, so Sandy tells SpongeBob to go get some sleep. For whatever reason, he's sleeping in a Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally, I was wondering if that was intentional because it's, it 100% felt like a kid on Christmas waiting for it to be Christmas morning. Like he can't go to sleep. He's like looking at the clock, like, hurry up, won't you? Like he wants the Christmas presents now. So it that felt appropriate. Just didn't have anything yeah. to do with Christmas specifically, but it did feel like I thought that too. Like it feels like he's anticipating the next morning. Um, yeah. but Patrick's ready to go. He wakes him up. Oh yeah, SpongeBob, especially if it doesn't stop burglars. And would aliens land deep? deep down at the bottom of the ocean if they did come. I don't know, but they made some money off it because Patrick, you know, Patrick, Patrick was. <laughs> I it was at the 99 cent store. <laughs> yeah, they, they know their market. It's a very niche market, but they know it. So Patrick and SpongeBob go to the rocket. Patrick figures out how to open the door. It lands on SpongeBob. Apparently it's pretty... Uh, heavy it burst he burst through the door even though it's a big old metal door or it's a very fragile door one of the two either way uh, and they see the control room mm -hmm. so patrick plays a video game which is what i in my you know crusty old mind envision all video games being which is just a bunch of flashing lights just <laughs> oh jephthah oh yeah, Devin's a video game person. So. Old, old young man. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we gotta. Hmm. Yeah, no, we definitely need to play some of that the SpongeBob video game that, that I told you about. You yeah. gotta get on that. Topics have gotten better. Sure, sure. It felt like he was at one of those, like an arcade, like one of those arcade games at a bowling alley. That's kind of. Definitely. Cool. Yeah, because he got the high score. Yeah. What game was that anyway? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then they go over to a control panel where Patrick uh, pushes a button and it shakes the whole rocket and SpongeBob's saying, no more. Okay, one more. <laughs> <laughs> he finally has to prove his worth to Patrick by saying that the on button is right here. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, and it's not even... Like, it would be one thing if he pressed another button that looked just like the button Patrick pressed, because all the other ones look the same, except for the one that SpongeBob pressed. How? How do you see all those other options and think, oh, this must be the one? Yeah, just a random one within the row. I'm not sure, but 
I don't know who was dumber there, Patrick for thinking that or for SpongeBob for actually hitting the green button. But. Or Sandy for not having security. Yeah. Why would she not lock this thing down, especially knowing that SpongeBob's around? Sandy, I thought you were smarter than that. I'm not sure, but she does wake up at the sound, and uh, they, SpongeBob and Patrick fall down the rocket, super long distance, almost hit the bottom. They fly past Bikini Atoll, the island that we see at the beginning of some episodes, and finally they're in anti-gravity, and so they don't hit the bottom. And then they can start dancing and uh, getting their toothpaste and their peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got my t- okay. So is that that's a reference to is that you got my your chocolate and my peanut butter or something like that? That's was that like an old commercial ad? I saw like- trivia that that was a reference to Reese's commercials back in the. I don't actually really remember those. I just know Will Arnett is the Reese's guy. <laughs> oh, now he is. Gotcha. I feel like, yeah, those were like, those commercials were around before we were a thing. So like probably when the first Reese's, you know, was, was out, they're like, hey, you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. And, you know, boom. And history. SpongeBob's <laughs> lifting a huge weight. And then it just crashes onto his hand yeah says hey who turned the heavy back on <laughs> now did anybody notice while they were in like while they're in the ship and going through space the bubbles that they had periodically pop up no i don't think i noticed that so i noticed because I, I was just like watching and they, they would have little bubbles pop up in the background and i said that was that's brilliant because it still reminds you, like it, it lets you know that there's still water inside the ship. So even though they're out in space, water got locked in with them. So that's why they're able to just, you know, survive. So I was like, oh, that's very yeah. smart. Yeah. If there's anything this show does well, it's making sure it's scientifically accurate and no continuity errors. <laughs> yep. This, see this? This is science. <laughs> So SpongeBob and Patrick actually go around the moon several times and come back down. Sandy, meanwhile, goes up to the moon to see about them, and they're not there anymore. And so then she comes back down. SpongeBob and Patrick are unaware that they are now hurling towards the sea and land in Bikini Bottom. Yeah, they land right in front of their houses. Right in front of the pineapple and the rock. And <laughs> Patrick even says. Well, it sure looks a lot like home. Lunchbox <laughs> <laughs> has a pretty interesting theory here that the aliens are projecting their minds onto their surroundings, to which Patrick responds, you mean to say they've taken what we thought we think and made us think our thoughts we've been thinking or thoughts we think we thought? I think. <laughs> I did not even read that. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, did he remember that? Because... I had to read the bubble bass quote, but I did that one. <laughs> Do you still remember the bubble bass quote? I'll take a double, triple, bossy deluxe on a raft, four by four, animal style, extra shimmy with a, extra shingles with a shimmy and a squeeze, light axle grease, make it cry, burn it, and let it swim. Did I miss anything in there? I don't think you did, and even if you did, no. man, that's still good. <laughs> you still, you still get points. I had a chapter book as a kid of this episode. What? Yeah, they had uh, a chapter book, not like a children's book. It was like a a children's chapter book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, like a chapter was what one page? A few pages. Yeah. I could see that. Like pages each. I could see those being at like you know school school book fairs and things like that. Elastic book fair. Yeah. I hope they still do that. But I remember reading this part um, to Dad, and the line. You know, in the episode, SpongeBob says, okay, but I just remember us dying at the fact that in the book, it, SpongeBob says, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So they shoot Gary, they throw him in the rocket, and it has a little score on it, so they, they got a point. And then <laughs> they go into Squidward's house. This is my favorite part. Ooh, when yeah. <laughs> I love how they react to Squidward thinking that it's not Squidward. 
It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> Slapping around. It's even uglier up close. Yeah, then his um, tentacles start Ugh. sticking on their face suits and their masks. And the, and the egg sack. Oh, <laughs> Eating fat or something. Yeah, Do you know what this is? Stinky? <laughs> yeah this this whole scene had real i mean i know they're supposed to be aliens but like alien as in like the movie like it had a whole like whole alien vibe yeah i think it's referencing alien spongebob yeah. has very few pop culture references but i think this episode had a couple with the reese's and with alien yeah uh, patrick says pardon my french but get this thing off <laughs> Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Pardon my friends. So Squid wakes up and sees them just shaking his tentacles. <laughs> his entire house is bouncing. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, so they <laughs> they capture Squidward. They walk out. Mr. Krabs is walking by. Uh, okay, shoot me, but but don't take my money. <laughs> money man. <laughs> Really got his priorities in order. Yeah. Um, also, he's taken captive. <laughs> what happened to his worm? You think? Do you think they captured the worm too? Maybe that's the only time we ever see him having a pet worm. I'm wondering, like, has do we ever see Mister Krabs with a pet worm previously? I don't believe so. Or like not previously, like later. Worm. I guess they captured the worm too, but we never see the worm after that moment. No. So. I hope I like nothing it. happened to us. I, I mean, pets, you know, you know what happens to them. Well, I brought this, I brought this down. Okay. <laughs> Probably, really? <laughs> I like when Patrick says, look at, or Spongebob says, look at them squirming around in there. Patrick goes, ew, gross. <laughs> they shoot Mrs. Puff. They shoot flats. Flats! I've seen a um, meme online of that shot and then the bully episode where he's yep. like, kick your butt. It's like, oh, that's why. Exactly. If, if it wasn't a meme already, then there's, there's been a failure in the SpongeBob fandom. Because, yeah, that's, it's got to be the reason. Got to be. I guess so. They shoot Larry, but they can't fit everybody in there. And Sandy comes back down gets onto them and Spongebob and Patrick look guilty at first. Maybe they're going to surrender. <laughs> oh, no, wait. They shoot her too. Yep. Nice try, Sandy. Or should I say Miss Alien Pants? This <laughs> goes to show you, you can't trust anyone. And then they <laughs> turn on each other. Yep. You were an alien the whole time and you didn't even tell me. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... What a, what a great, great response. <laughs> he has a couple of good quotes in that exchange because then um, SpongeBob says, you know, I've got you now. And he says, oh, but it's not you that's got me. It's me that's got me. <laughs> Just shout Worst enemy. Also, I, I probably shouldn't discuss the physics of this. I think I'll just, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I should brush by it. But when they capture Sandy and she has the net around her, she starts talking and you see her mouth moving through the net. But the fact that the net is over her helmet, you should not be able to see her mouth move through the net. It makes sense when everybody else is talking through the net. But mm -hmm. Sandy's got that whole layer. Yeah, it looks like. Not able to see her mouth moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think you've just, yeah, I think you found something. <laughs> one, of, one of only a few inconsistencies in this show. So SpongeBob and Patrick fly back to the moon. SpongeBob gets out, real, sees Earth, and realizes his mistake. And the episode ends with them all saying, SpongeBob, we aliens would like a word with you. <laughs> yeah, this is a funny episode. So uh, It's weird, though, that, like, that rocket ship was struggling because it had way more weight on it. 
<laughs> and then it just kind of stops on the moon. So we don't know, if, you know, do they get back? I, mean, I guess, you know, they get back because there's more episodes, but you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Sandy's going to do something. I love that logic you just used on these like non-sequential <laughs> episodes. <laughs> well, there's more episodes after this. They must get back. What if this one takes place last chronologically? No, I don't know. That's, that's too depressing. No. Then <laughs> how do you, so, hmm, because, oh man, there's so many things that just end. Because I think like when uh, SpongeBob and Patrick go on strike and they work at the Krusty Krab forever and they're skeletons, I think about Shanghai when, um, when they're like running away from the Flying Dutchman as fruit. Like there's, there's a lot of different episodes that, like, well, they make more episodes out of after this, so obviously they get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, what are y'all's favorite quotes from this episode? We have um, we got the mishap with the whirly bird. Oh boy. We got the crop circles. I think my favorite line. I guess it's not like super quotable but it's just when they are observing squidward and you know they're patrick's like it's disgusting yeah and from that same that same scene when patrick's like pardon my french but get this thing off me like, do you know what this is stinky <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene's a gold mine mm -hmm. yeah that's that's the best scene in terms of quotes um yeah do we have any ratings to give this episode, mm. let's see. How many 99 cent stores out of five are you going? Mm. I'm gonna give it, honestly, this might be my lowest rating yet. Mm. But I'm gonna give it 3.9 99 cent stores out of five. You did go, Three out of five on Reef Blower. So that's that's your lowest at this point. Did I really? Was that before I got into the decimals? I think it was before I got into the decimals. Before you got into the hundreds place. <laughs> I'm only in the tenths, Jephthah. The tenths. <laughs> um, let's see. What about you, Sarah? How many alien off cans out of five? I think 3.5 out of five you know it's not you know it's not one of the iconic episodes it'll make you laugh here and there but i think it's like a good just average episode of spongebob yeah i think oh, i went into this episode kind of sleeping on it because i was like yeah i mean this is a fine episode but yeah i'll go how many whirly birds out of five Ooh, 3.5 whirly birds I was about to say 3.5 thoughts they made us think we thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's go. I'll go three. I'll go 3.75. I'll split the difference. I'll do the hundreds. Play. Oh, look who's going to the hundreds. That, that quote is great. That's my favorite quote of the episode. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's move on to squeaky boots. This episode is absolutely brilliant. I remember it being fantastic. We did the bracket. We did a bracket mm -hmm. of all the seasons one through three episodes, 117 episodes. I got the rankings off of, I think, top10s.com. Mm -hmm. And this episode was dead last out of seasons one through three. What? And we, pull, we pulled off the biggest upset. We put it over Help Wanted, which was like a number three seed. This was a a number 30 seed mm. we voted for this episode over help wanted do you remember yeah. i i don't regret that i respect that decision yeah this episode um starts out with mr krabs singing and dancing a pearl she's my daughter <laughs> and it's a <her> birthday <laughs> and she says that's enough dad and pearl's friends get up it's a birthday party they just get up and walk away but we have another surprise. Mr. Krabs has a gift. And she says what she wants it to be, which is the new flipper slippers 
that never do. Never, never like ask, like never try to guess what the gift is right before you open it, because you're just setting yourself up for for disappointment. Well, he should have done the Patrick thing and said, "No, <laughs> no that's not it. don't say uh, it might be." <laughs> Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, you really shouldn't have. <laughs> a pair of old squeaky fisherman boots. Have y'all ever received a gift like that? Oh, mm. I know for me, this, the beginning of this episode was almost too relatable for me because I remember when I was little, um, my dad, he wanted to get good deals on some things. And so he oh, would... No really, really push these Salvation Army blue jeans. Oh. <laughs> they were like mom jeans, but like I was eight, you know? It was just not, <laughs> like not great, but oh gosh. And so these, these jeans, my, um, I remember trying to shop for a birthday present for one of my friends. Her name's Heather. We were both, we were like eight or nine mm -hmm. and limited Two was popular for girls then. And so I'm trying to get her some things from limited Two. So, you know, I got her a shirt from limited Two, but my dad, he, he comes home with these jeans, these matching Salvation Army jeans no. for my friend Heather. And I am telling him, like, this, like, I cannot give her that as a gift. Like, at the time, too, you know, you have birthday parties at, like, you know, the gymnasium or the ice skating rink or whatever, and you all open presents in front of everyone. Everybody's so, watching. Yeah, so it's like, I'm like, no, I'm not giving her those jeans. And he insists, he is like, these are the best jeans around. Like, and Bless it's this man's heart. What did she get? Did she get the limited two? Did she get the jeans? Well, so I could not, he, my dad would not listen to me, you know, he, he would not listen to my reasoning, my logic, so I show up and my gift, I am like anxious, like going into this party, because I just know what's going to happen. I got her the limited t-shirt, but then I have these jeans in there that my dad picked out, and so then it's time to open gifts, and you know, she's opening gifts, and she opens my gift that I got her. And she holds up these jeans, and I mean, it was like a Nutrisystem commercial. Like, it was like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Like, thin, like, one leg, and, like, there's, like, so... It's, like, too big for her. It's just... They were, like, like underneath the limited... <laughs> like, it's not great, and it's, like, my dad is so, like, convinced that he got these on a good deal, and this was a good investment. But I got them for a, a bargain. It's a good... <laughs> I could not, like, I still think about that moment. <laughs> Traumatized. Oh, so that, that was the wow. flashback I got at the beginning of this episode. Of like, you know, sometimes, like, I get how we don't want to be peer pressured into getting what's cool or whatever, but some just, just get your daughter what she wants sometimes. Just kind of listen to her, listen to what she wants every now and then. You Especially know? Yeah. what another eight-year-old girl would want. Yeah. <laughs> Never, never pretend to know that you, more than a, a child about what a child wants. Yeah, it's like I don't know what they want. I do know what they don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. He, it sounds like he didn't. It sounds like your dad and Mr. Krabs don't know what the kids don't want. No, just <laughs> especially if they got it for a bargain. The fact that Mr. Krabs tried to like make it all better by saying but i got it for a bargain what's the worst thing to say this made it worse <laughs> not only is it a bad gift it's cheap she has a loud scream shakes their whole anchor house <laughs> i i really want sarah and pearl to basically be the same person like i want that to be like eight-year-old sarah just like screaming, Dad, you ruined me. <laughs> oh, that, I remember coming home from that party. I was, <laughs> it was a emotional time. You need to talk about this with your therapist. Right. Clearly, this is still, y'all, you, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is the age old SpongeBob question. 
but we have to ask it. Thank you. I was wondering if we were going to talk about this. This came up. This is Pearl's first episode. Yep. Why on earth is she a whale? (laughs) (laughs) Who was this mother? (laughs) (laughs) My thinking is that he uh, adopted her. There's like a, a meme or something of him finding a like harpooned whale and Ooh. little little baby whale is next to it and he takes her in um there, that's going around the internet but oh my gosh that's so dark <laughs> but it's also sweet and <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah whales whales get harpooned um <laughs> but i don't know this couldn't have been biological right what do you think I don't see it unless, <laughs> unless there's like some like shell or like she's she's hiding some claws. Some I I don't know. It's it doesn't. I don't see how it can be biological, and that's okay. You know, parents. Whether you're a biological parent or not, you're still the parent. But yeah, we need questions. We need questions answered. <laughs> I like how I think the only time that I remember of the show addressing this is when Plankton says, just look at his daughter. She's as big as a whale. <laughs> no, she's not as big as a whale. She's a whale. <laughs> yeah. The the only time that I can, and this doesn't even answer the question of how uh, with, with Mr. Krabs and Pearl. Does that mean Pearl's last name is Krabs? Her, I think her, so. Pearl Krabs. That's weird. Anyway. But this is this has nothing to do with them, but it makes me think about when uh, Mrs. Puff, when they're just like, oh, Mrs. Puff, oh, she's married. No, she's single. What happened to Mr. Puff? She doesn't like to talk about it. And there's the lamp of a puffer fish. And so it makes me think of that in the sense of at least there's an answer. At least we know. We need some sort of answer. We need an origin story. That needs to be the next SpongeBob. The fourth SpongeBob movie is going to show how Pearl and Mr. Krabs came into each other's lives. I am all for no answer. If you do something incredibly outlandish on your show, just don't explain it. Please don't. I wonder if they've made newer episodes where they've tried to explain it, like episodes from season. They might have. Ones that came out recently. I really hope they're dedicated to not answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> Need answers. That's funny. That's the joke. Is that we have no clue. <laughs> we, but we know whatever it was, Mr. Krabs went the cheapest route possible. He is very cheap, but he does love Pearl. I, I'll give him that. He is a yeah. good, good yet cheap dad. But after this traumatic incident, we cut to. Mr. Krabs in his office, and he's wondering, I paid two dollars for these boots. How am I going to get rid of them? SpongeBob comes in, and he sees a naive fool ready to take them, and he puts them right up in between them. Yeah, that's weird that they went that route, like of, you know, instead of getting her a new present, his concern was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta cut even on these boots. Yeah, yeah. so it could have been, how can I make this up to Pearl? That was not in consideration. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two bucks. Just two two whole bucks. I guess they didn't have eBay in the 90s underwater. <laughs> they did have a bay because they are underwater. They do have a bay, just not an eBay. But <laughs> he wants SpongeBob to think that they're great. So he says, you know, only the finest fry cooks in the world can wear these fishing boots. And SpongeBob really wants to be one of the great fry cooks. He asked Mr. Krabs, you know, who is the greatest fry cook in the sea? Uh, his name wasn't important. Krabs. Smitty Yerber Jagerman Jensen. That is one of Mr. Krabs' weaknesses, is coming up with names on the spot. Smitty uh, something. <laughs> he at least tried there. Didn't even try here. But SpongeBob. Says, what if I uh, give you my paycheck? Deal. And I'll paint the Krusty Krab. Deal. And I'll, okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible negotiator. 
And the fact that Mr. Krabs takes full advantage of SpongeBob here. He goes, it, he just, it's, it's, it's deplorable. I must say. He kept going. SpongeBob yeah. giving him more offers and he cut him off. So yep. give him that. He has a limit. <laughs> yeah. It's, I actually did. I think I pulled a Mr. Krabs in high school. I had somebody give me, this is a, a quick side story. I had someone give me a box of, of cookies. Not like, here, I've made these cookies for you, but like, oh, I had these extra cookies. And do you want them? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I might have gone around and sold off the rest of the cookies to people that I did not make. I put no money or effort into it, and I got 100% profit. And so that, that feels a little Mr. Krabs-esque. So that is the business acumen of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> so we see Squidward wiping the cup and he hears a squeaking noise, but it's not the cup. He sees SpongeBob in these boots. Squid's face bounces up and down really rapidly <laughs> while SpongeBob is jumping up and down. He does a bunch of tricks with them and Mr. Krabs is okay with this. He says, this squeaking is money to my ears. Uh, I mean, music. <laughs> but then at night, Mr. Krabs is sleeping. He's counting money. Very stereotypical of him. But he's counting money, jumping into a register to help him fall asleep. He hears squeaking. The boots jump into the register. And he gets up, closes the window that appears to be squeaking. It keeps opening. He trips on a hole, rips his leg entirely into uh he somehow falls out the window, comes back in uh, the front door. Brother Man is just having a rough night. Uh, he eventually trips on the hole again, gets tangled up in his, um, in his hammock. He, he actually growls at the window and it closes, but after he's wrapped in the hammock, then the, the window sees its opportunity to keep opening up and squeaking. Like, ah, he's no longer a threat. Let me use this. Now, do crabs' legs grow back? I don't think they do. They can okay. get shells, but I don't think that uh, their legs grow back. Thanks. Yeah. He, but he gross. goes to the hospital. He goes to the hospital. He gets bandages. Well, I guess we we assume he goes because he has bandages on his legs, right? Do you <laughs> think he really spent the money on hospital care? And the gym right up and then went to work. That's what I he walked it off. I don't even that that might not even been real bandages. He might have just got some cloths that he found out. <laughs> just he got some, he's got some undershirts that he just like wrapped around his legs and then after work he's gonna he's gonna put them on. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up to work exhausted the next day. And well, at least I'll have a peaceful day at work. But Squidward bolts out of there and says that he can't take the world's greatest fry cook anymore. What's he going on? SpongeBob's still wearing the boots and is doing tricks. Could the world's greatest fry cook do this or this? And he squeaks with the boots. Can I take your order? I will squeak when it's ready. Yeah, I love all the tricks and the transitions that he does. They're, they're, they're pretty impressive. It's very bubble stand esque with yeah. and this and this and this and this and this. Crab says, I need an aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this. <laughs> this and that, this and that. So SpongeBob goes to sleep. Gary puts corks in his ears. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Krabs' eyes appear over SpongeBob's diving board. He had the diving board. <laughs> that means he was there the whole time. I guess so. I guess that's what happened. I'm not entirely sure how I got in. But uh, Mr. Krabs grabs the boots, runs to the Krusty Krab. Ah, quiet money. Silence and money. <laughs> but SpongeBob comes in the next morning crying. I lost the boots. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> Hold on, boy. It's not the end of the world. Yes, it is. <laughs> Poor SpongeBob. 
His, his identity, he just wants to be the best fry cook. And so anytime something gets in the way of that, he just... He's and he, he really appreciated the gift that Mr. Krabs entrusted to him. Yeah. And, and he, he lost it. And it so wasn't he, a gift. He I, paid an entire yeah. salary. You're right, you're right. The word <laughs> gift felt wrong as it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I just rolled with it. <laughs> it's like some, either nobody will notice or somebody will correct me. He definitely gifted Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Indeed. With a slight return in the other direction of these $2 boots. But Mr. Krabs gives him uh, magic oven mitts. But they're not. <laughs> I like how he says magic, as if that's going to do anything. When he puts them on his feet, I forgot that he did that. And so it caught me off guard. So SpongeBob slips them, them bad boys on, and I lost it. That's really funny that he puts them there. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're not the same! <laughs> the other incorrect thing he puts somewhere is that he puts his face on the stove. Ooh. Just lays on the stove. Yikes. And th at this point, Krabs finally starts feeling sorry for what he has done to SpongeBob. Yep. And a guy interrupts him and orders, but he orders squeak, squeak, and... Uh, SpongeBob says, I heard his order, Mr. Krabs. He ordered a squeak, squeak. <laughs> Krabs completely melts down at this point. And it's haunting he, to watch that mental breakdown. The sign, he sees the sign, it says squeak $1, squeak $2. Didn't that. <laughs> and finally breaks. Stop it. I took the boots. They're here. Under the floorboard. Under the floorboard. Lifts up the Krusty Krab, grabs the boots, goes over to the French fry oil, shrinks them, then eats the boots. <laughs> then ah, the deed is done. SpongeBob <laughs> is genuinely curious here. Wait, why'd you eat my boots? Yep. And he says, well, SpongeBob, it's, see, it's not the boots. It's the booty. Are right. <laughs> the booty. Here's the paycheck I owe you. And a bonus. Well, your paycheck anyway. So close. <laughs> Mr. Kraft almost did something good. Mm -hmm. Instead of just what was required. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he then does that. He genuinely goes on a vacation after that. We see him driving with Pearl. She's got the new flipper slippers, so he did actually make it up to Pearl. And so he, he, he really did reconcile with both Pearl and SpongeBob at, by the end of this episode. But then he gets his punishment. He hiccups, and it's the squeak. And he keeps hiccuping and keeps squeaking. <laughs> yeah, man. And that road the first shot of them driving with like the camper in the back that was a dangerous road it was a scary looking road there was one no way. guardrails cliffs on both sides one yep. way one yep. lane just drop offs very narrow and yeah he's just casually just driving along and he's got the hiccups now so that's gonna that might distract him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, they, he's in other episodes, so obviously he makes it out okay. Obviously, he must make it out. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is packed with trivia. First of all, Pearl's debut. And second of all, this is the greatest pop culture reference in the history of SpongeBob. This episode is based on the Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe, <laughs> which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I reread that the Telltale Heart yesterday. It really it builds up just like with Mr. Krabs's build up and then his epic breakdown. They're here under the floorboards. There's a line in this episode, uh, the squeaking of the hideous boots, just like oh, it's the beating of the hideous heart. Ooh. This is an absolutely brilliant episode. Yeah. I would have loved to be in the writer's room when they were coming up with the concept of this episode. 
Like I want someone to just been like sitting there. They're like talking about ideas. And he's some guy's just not paying attention. He's sitting there reading some some Edgar Allan Poe. And they're like, Johnny, what you got? What are you are you paying attention? Uh uh, yeah, I was thinking. And then he just like off the top, because that's what's on his mind right there. And he just breaks down that boom. <laughs> History made. Actually, I do have some trivia about that. This was in the original pitch listing for SpongeBob. This is uh, I saw a piece of paper of just, it was like help wanted, described it, see at the tree dome, squeaky boots. Steven Hillenberg came up with this in 96. Wow. Debuted in 99. So this was one of the original SpongeBob ideas. Huh. That's wild. Any of the others that we've seen except for help wanted and see at the tree dome. That's wild. Yeah. So we got Pearl. She was supposed to be used more often in the show than she actually ended up being but mm-hmm. he's a great character and yeah and then the other trivia is that both of these episodes had a scratch and sniff promotion with the rugrats movie where at different places i think like mcdonald's you could get those scratch and sniff cards and so mm-hmm. the, the peanut butter and the toothpaste had a smell the, what the french fry oil that he shrinks the boots in had a smell and those the little numbers at yeah. the bottom of the screen in a circle where you would scratch off, those were in the actual episode. They weren't edited out until several years after that promotion had ended. Wow. That's cool. That's Dude. really cool. We need to have a Barnacles uh, scavenger hunt to try to find one of those <laughs> original scratch and sniffs. <laughs> That would be incredible. It's got to be in the possession of some like super SpongeBob fan that has like collectibles from like before 99, before the show ever premiered. And it's just got to be worth like millions. Millions. Possibly. (laughs) Possibly millions. But we'll check credits. We'll see. It might be $2. Dang it, you beat me to it. We can get it for a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me two whole bucks. So what are the best quotes from this episode? There is, but I got it for a bargain. <laughs> my, my favorite, it, it's, and it's still, it, this quote is like another one that's engraved in my mind. It's, they're under the floorboard. Like that one, I, I feel like it's another one that I just use in conversation sometimes. It, there's usually not a context for it. Maybe if Okoye's lost a toy under the couch, I'll be like, they're under the couch. Like, I don't know. There's no, there's not much context for this. I think that's probably my favorite quote too. Yeah. Here's some magic oven mitts. They're not the same. <laughs> it's not the boots, it's the booty. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. One. I forgot. Mr. Krabs calls SpongeBob SpongeBoy Nibob. That's true. He was originally called SpongeBoy, and I think this episode was made before they actually changed it. So I think that might have. I'm not entirely sure whether this episode was made before that or not, but that might have played a role in that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not the first time that he does it. Maybe not, maybe not the first, it's not the only time I'll say. I don't know if, I don't remember if he said it earlier in any other episodes, but yeah, when he says, Sponge Boy Me Bob, like that, yes. I was, I, I took a note of that and I was really excited that he did that. I love how proud of himself that Mr. Krabs is when he says, plus a bonus. And then his, his eyes open. <laughs> he takes the bonus back. <laughs> This is a strong episode. So what grades are we going to give this? How many aspirins out of five? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Jeff, you take that one. I'll go 3.75. I'll do the same score. There weren't as memorable quotes going back over the quotes as i expected but it the the episode as a whole and the way it's structured the way it's based off of the telltale heart is 
just completely brilliant. So yeah, it, it's a strong episode for its plot. Uh, not so much its quotes, but uh, yeah. What about you? How many booties? No. Arr, <laughs> little saucy. Um, booty. <laughs> <laughs> read it that way um uh i'm gonna give it i'll give it a solid four give it a four out of five okay what about you pick pick a rating system and then rate it you can do this hmm did we do magic of immense have we no okay i'll do 3.7 magic oven mitts. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't not I I don't I don't know if I'd give it a four quite yet, but I think quite it's yet. give it a few more viewings than it <laughs> might get. <a> four. <laughs> it only this episode only gets more annoying the more you do it. So <laughs> this one and then the one when uh, he's like, "Have you finished those errands?" Errands. <laughs> yep. Don't watch those too many times in a row. You watch it once, get the point, and then uh, move on to another episode. <laughs> yeah. Next For week sure. we have Nature Pants and Opposite Day. Ooh. Nature Last Pants. Yeah. I rewatched it. It has two iconic memes within the span of five seconds. Right? Back to back. Back to back. And Opposite Day is, I mean, that. That's funny. Iconic. I like that one. Yeah. Absolutely iconic. Yes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see y'all next time. Yeah, thanks for Please. having me, Barnacle. Barnacle. Absolutely. Thanks for being here, Sarah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. All right. See y'all. Barnacles with Jep and Devin is a production of Jep and Devin. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at BarnaclesJD. Send us a voice message on Anchor. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And remember, with imagination, you can be anything you want.